What is going on, guys, gals, and everything in between? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. I'm Chris. I'm Derek. Welcome back, everybody. Dude, so we make an excuse every week to say we got a lot to talk about, but yeah. more so than a lot of weeks in recent memory. Yes. There's stuff all over the board here. We, we, got, a, we got a fun uh, range of topics today we do. to go through. So I'm really excited. First of all, I just got to ask, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a little tired, um, but overall, good. How you feeling? I felt that. I'm doing great. I can't complain. June is shaping up nice for me, and it's only the 7th, so that's <laughs> fucking great. Uh, stressed out, but yeah. uh, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to yes, get sir. there. That's all yes, that matters. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, real quick, let's get the housekeeping stuff out the way. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, Please uh, hit that like button, subscribe, and uh, notification bell on the channel. Um, you get updates for all the videos and um, uh, episodes of different shows that we that we uh, produce. Um, but also, if you're listening to this on any podcast platform, please hit hit that. Uh, it's not the like button. It's uh, hit, leave a rating and review. My bad. <laughs> leave a rating and review. Let us know what you guys think. Um, what you like guys uh, uh think about the show if you have any uh suggestions for different things that we can do and to you know better ourselves as well and uh this episode is also being brought to you by uh champ number one boxers um the the best boxers that i've ever worn um please if you guys want to go get uh some uh some for yourself for men and women uh whether it's uh for sports uh, uh sports things or just casual wear uh, this is great stuff for you to wear. So please go to the link in our bio on any social media platform. Uh, you will be able to support two Black-owned businesses at once by going through our link. Uh, so just hit that link, grab you some stuff, and 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 get something for the champ in your life. So Heck yeah. Yes, there we go. Hands down, best panties <laughs> I've ever worn in my life. And I, I just got to say, <laughs> you're, you're a humble man, Derek, because you didn't shout out the brand OTS Media Co. on all platforms. Make oh. sure you follow us. Make yes, sure sir. you like what we got going on, because yes, it's just it's tremendous, the amount of coverage uh, that OTS does. Um, and not just general coverage, the word, but the amount of things we cover here. There's this. Yeah. We got everything for everybody, yes, and I'm confident in that. So make sure you show us some love uh, like we do for you guys every goddamn week. So Definitely. with all of that being said, uh, let's get right into this. Yes, so sir. I've been excited to talk to you about this because as with any um, as with any good event for the progression of our society comes bigotry. Yeah. So it's only right. <laughs> Uh, that we talk a little bit about what, what's going on right now in regards to Pride Month, of course. Um, yes, sir. Pri proudly uh, representing those that are celebrating, of course. Uh, thank definitely. you so much. for. Uh, I just want to say I'm really happy to see in general the progression of society. Even yeah. those that generally don't want to be a part of that um, are finding their way into it. Of course, tokenism fucking sucks. But at the end of the day, it does show that we're getting towards the right area as far as where we're headed. But um, with that being said, there was a Pride Night event at the Tampa Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay Rays? Tampa Things Tampa. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah. Tampa I hope race. I hope we're yeah, right on this. Yeah, yeah, um, but they what I find very interesting about this is a lot of players just decided, you know, I'm not going to participate in wearing the, the alternate pride uniforms. 
uh, for religious reasons. Now, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to hear your take on this, but something that I was very stunned when reading it is the fact that they even had the option to do that. Now, yeah, yeah. My, my, reason, my reason for being shocked is obviously I'm a big fan of MMA. So whenever, whenever things are in this sports context, I'm always looking at the, the MMA side of things. Mm-hmm. And the UFC, fortunately, the last two years has been a part of Pride Month. But they do they do what they always do when it comes to these sort of things. They do the very bare minimum so that we can't get on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically what the UFC has been doing is allowing fighters that choose to participate, not mandated in any form. Um, but if you want, you could get your name spelled in rainbow letters on your fight kit. Um, and you they also give out these uh, we are all fighters shirts, mm-hmm. uh, which is, like I said, the bare minimum. But I appreciate the sentiment. Um, but what I found very interesting about the Rays players being able to make this decision is obviously they're they're in a different situation than UFC fighters, like they're employees. Right. This right. is this is um, it's it is what the Rays says that goes, yeah. um, and the fact yeah. that they were allowed uh, to to not participate because of their own reasons was very interesting to me. So I just want to open up the floor there and just ask your thoughts um, about their stance and what it says um, about today's leak. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually surprised that they had the option as well because I didn't think that teams gave players options for anything like that. And you know whether it was Black History Month or um, um, breast cancer awareness. Um, and I, I I'm not well versed with baseball, so I, I'm I'm kind of like going on the assumption of like what I've seen with the NFL and with uh, with the NBA. Um, I didn't think that that was a that was an optional thing uh, at all. So for them to be able to have that option and 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 you know wear the uh, the standard uh, logos, um, I don't see what the problem is with wearing the the the, the pride patch. Um, I see. I grew up in church, right? So I can, on one hand, I understand where where they're coming from in a sense in terms of you know this is just not something that they believe but at the same time you could because i know I, f- I forget which player it was but he said that this was this was a religious uh a religious thing and that they didn't want to sub- you know support it i guess out of uh religious reasons and because you know this is just not this is against like what jesus would you know want us to do and all that stuff um i could counter that and and say that you know you're supposed to show love to everyone (laughs) and you know with with especially with that being the the biggest thing that religion and and christianity but religion and all is supposed to be about unity and and loving on people right and (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) good one um but that you know that's what it is man and i i i feel as if it you know it is very divisive uh to do something like that because if you're at now at this point talking about that I believe that they could possibly, you know, and I, again, I don't know about, about MLB and how they, they are with, with different holidays or, uh, 
you know, acknowledging different different parts of society. But um, that now sets a precedent that this is an optional thing to show support for those in your community. And you have fans of all walks of life, right? You have fans that are part of the LGBTQ community. You have fans that are that are black. You have fans uh, that that have uh, uh, breast cancer and all those other things. Like 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 they there's a lot of things that they have. And to me, it shows that you're supporting them. You don't. I don't think you necessarily have to agree with with you know someone's lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. As long as it's not hurting anyone or whatever. To me. If you don't if you don't agree with it that's that's your personal stance um but to not show support for someone uh if it's not for you it's not for you right like i'm a straight guy but that doesn't mean that i can't support those in the lgbtq community you know i i i support their rights and and you know want them to be able to to do what it is that they want to do uh, uh freely Right, it should not just be one sector of of, of uh, the population that's able to do whatever. So, um, in my opinion, I think that that's a bad optic for not only those players but the team and 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 the MLB overall. That this is even an optional thing. Hmm. I tend to agree, but I think this is what I'm about to say is a little bit of a controversial sentiment but i'm gonna say it because i think that's important yeah um yeah. i personally am someone that supports all gay rights 100 percent. so i'm not mm-hmm. someone that falls in that camp but at the same time if i'm gonna say that i am someone that supports generally the idea that people can do what they want right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's hard for me to make the sentiment of saying you know what they're doing is wrong or what they're doing by by deciding to not represent that that they mm-hmm. shouldn't have that option, that, they, that that shouldn't be something they can do. Because mm-hmm. uh, frankly, I think everyone deserves to have the right to their opinion. Now, the issue yeah. with that is, obviously, um, the reason why it's important that this community is getting this kind of inclusion is because for so many years, they've been ostracized. For so many right, years, right. Um, those same reasons that they used to deny wearing that patch is the same reasons that they have been told that they cannot be married same reasons that they have been uh outright many hate crimes towards people in the gay community um and Mm -hmm. all in the name of god so how hypocritical is that right um i 100 percent, like i said it's very hard for me to say hey i support everyone ultimately do what you do as long as you're not hurting someone that's why at the end of the day it's kind of hard for me to say like hey you guys are really fucking up by not doing this Mm -hmm. uh but at the same time um, I, I feel like I do support people's right to make that decision. It's on the raise, though, because in my opinion, right. I think this is something that if you're going to implement it, implement it and don't give people the option, um, because yeah. especially because you have the power to do that as an organization. Right. The reason right. why I brought up the UFC parallel is they don't have the power to do any of that, because technically all of their fighters are independent contractors, so exactly. they can suggest that they do things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That doesn't extend uh, to, <laughs> to to much more luxuries. Trust me, it, it, yeah. it is it is not as black and white as I'm saying it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I made that parallel because obviously, uh, it's very few, very few people who took up the option to support, mm-hmm. um, pride and wear those rainbow uh colors. Mm-hmm. So I I think that that's a funny parallel because obviously, 
Um, on the other token, it's like you're forced to do it as an employee of the raise, right? Uh, so your 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 rights should be taken away in that way. But everyone in the UFC has complete freedom to do it if they want to, and nobody's fucking doing it. Right. Um, so I would say 100%, no matter what, you should be supporting this cause because this is not something that can be helped. This is the same thing as like, or, or something that needs to be helped. Like this, this is not something that they choose. This is not something that it's like they wake up one day and decide this is what I'm going to be, which right, is why I right. find the argument too, where people are like, I, I don't want to expose my kids to uh, the LGBTQ uh, community mm -hmm. because um, then my kids are automatically going to be a part of that. And I'm like, well, that's not something that you would have control over either way. That That's right, not something right. that they have control over either way necessarily either. So mm -hmm. ultimately I support people having the option to do whatever they want to do, whatever they feel is right for themselves. But at the same time, when you're infringing on the empowerment of other people, uh, it's a dick move. Like, let's just call it what it is. It's a dick move. <laughs> you're being selfish in the name of God. Uh, which I find hilarious. Uh, but at the end of the day, I will say I do support their right to make that decision. Uh, but ultimately, this is on the raise. This whole publicity, negative pub for the MLB is yeah. on the team. Because if you if if it's like that, don't even give them the option. Because clearly, um, a lot of people are going to take that stance and try to try to make it as uh, quiet as possible as far as the, the blowback from it. Right. Um, now, I support journalists in questioning these athletes on these things. Do I think it's going to happen? No. And let me just be frank about that. I feel like cross MMA specifically, uh, these are things that are entirely against the culture that was created for the sport. And I feel some journalists are scared, which is hilarious, uh, considering what you're getting into. You, you shouldn't be afraid to ask any question. That's your freaking job. Yeah. Um, but... A lot of them are afraid to peel back that layer of the onion because now you're 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 doing something that is considered taboo. And, and in today's day and age, let's be very clear, it is no longer taboo. So mm -hmm. this is not something that is off limits. This is something that should be questioned. These people should have their feet put to the fire and mm -hmm. be made to answer for their decisions. Yeah. And regardless of how, whatever reason it may be, it's going to be a stupid reason. Let's make it clear. Yeah, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I do support their right to have that reason. Now, my question here moving forward is as an organization, the Rays are, are trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that if a team is going to implement this, which I think all of them should, uh, that it should be mandatory and um, sort of what what the reasoning is, because I, I just yeah. made it clear, I, I don't feel it should be. But at yeah. the same time, you should be forced to answer for your bigotry. Yeah, well, see, the thing about it to me is if you're an employee of a company and you have to wear a uniform, you have to wear the uniform. I don't I don't like red. Okay, red is an annoying color to me. I've never heard that. That's, it, that's it, I don't know how I feel about you now. It, <laughs> I know it's a terrible, terrible perspective to have. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I don't like red, and I've had what two or three different jobs where I've had to wear a red a wear a red uniform, hmm. and I'm being paid. I don't like red, but I'm there to get I'm there to to work right. So. Uh, 
at the end of the day, it's not as if the what you're wearing is something that uh, is going to hurt you. <laughs> it should be mandatory. I think it's going to it should be mandatory because of the fact that if you're trying to send a message as a league or as a team, if you're trying to send a message to a specific community that you support them and and that that you 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 love them don't don't be in halfway you know that and that that's the that's the contradicting part about it because i know and to me the 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 to me the issues are 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 different um but similar in the fact that there is a lot of hate toward both groups but um as a black man if i'm looking at a team or a league like say for the example for the nba they wore the uh, uh in the bubble uh they wore those those jerseys with different messages on them and um um also different just because of you know black black people getting, getting shot down and killed by cops right and you had uh some people that you know decided to just wear their names on the back of their jersey cool whatever but there were teams that during the uh, national anthem that knelt on one knee and uh back then with the uh, miami heat myers leonard decided he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna kneel and if i'm not mistaken i think jonathan, jonathan isaac as well decided to not kneel uh during the anthem and to me it was one of those things where you know it, it's a sign of solidarity if 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 and and just support for community you know um if it doesn't if if you don't want to participate okay but i mean to be completely honest it is some, something that causes a big distraction for your team in the moment right and you know for myers leonard uh jonathan isaac you know whatever i don't i don't necessarily consider i wouldn't necessarily say that just because you're um stance is that way that you automatically hate that group that 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 this is a solidarity for at the same time it's not a good optic for you as an individual <laughs> but it is implied yes it, it, it there's an implication that you have an issue with them and that's where the problem lies so for for these guys that refuse to wear the the, the patch you know again and it doesn't necessarily say that they hate the LGBTQ community, but it does not show that they show any type of level of solidarity or love uh, for the community. So, um, you know, I think that they should rethink it. I think if you're going to, again, if you're going to have these patches available on your, on your uniforms, it should be a mandatory thing across the board. Don't give an option. And that's because you have a mandatory uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Like, I'm if if you have a mandatory uniform and and you have to your employee your employee has to wear that if you want to show solidarity toward a a, a, a community and you decide to put that and put your logo on there in, in 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 a sign of solidarity, there should not be an option for it. Just do it. Just just have it across the board. It's only for a month. Well, like that. That's another thing. It's not like you're wearing this all year long. What what is the exactly. fight? What is the fight? <laughs> what is the problem? It's a little badge. It's and the pictures I saw, it was just a little badge on the on the sleeve, and I think on the hat. Mm -hmm. What are we upset about? Yeah. 
And I and I just love on this show that we could show people that we can talk and we can disagree mm-hmm. and have a civil conversation because I agree with a lot of the things you're saying. Like I, I 100% once again, I make my stance clear because I feel like this can easily be misconstrued. I 100% yeah. Yeah. am for uh, all of these actions. And I think that the if you're mandating it, that's how it should be. Let me just make that clear. Uh, yeah. Because they deserve that recognition, A, but B, it's not even just about what they deserve. It's about what, what we all deserve as people. I think right. at the end of the day, right. um, if somebody was to say, uh, well, um, I'm going to I'm going to wear an upside down cross on my jersey uh, in solidarity of uh, of satanics. Um, the, the, the outrage for that would be much higher than it would be for these people that are deciding to, to not participate in, uh, solidarity of pride mom. So it's, it's all bullshit. If you ask me, I think those that are, that take these stances, let me be very clear about this. And I'll look in the camera when I say this, Mm -hmm. uh, they're afraid that they're, they might like the way dictates. So it bothers them. You know, (laughs) it's scary. It's scary to be a part of the solidarity because now what does this mean for me? Uh, how does this change my life? And that's the selfish aspect of it. These people are clearly being selfish. And at the end of the day, um, if you cannot support, yeah, yeah, definitely not. (laughs) You cannot support, um, human rights, period. Right. It doesn't matter what it's for human rights, period. Uh, you're on the wrong side of the discussion. In my opinion, you're, you're, you're living in the past and, and do I, do I think it's okay? Morally? No, but do I think it's, it's, it is fair that these people can make the decision to live on the right, on the wrong side of history. Yes. Yes. I think everyone deserves to live the way they decide to, but at the end of the day, that does not absolve you from the scrutiny for doing it. And that's why I think they should get all the hate that they deserve for doing that. At the same time, let's just refocus this on what is important. Um, I'm glad to see the representation in the league period, because Mm -hmm. if you, even, even five years ago, six years ago, Oh yeah. I feel like this, this couldn't be imagined. So yeah, exactly. So, I'm, I'm glad to see the gains that have been made. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it's a, it's a sticky situation for me because of all the scenarios I laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you can't support people's rights to do whatever they want to do, um, I don't agree with you. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say one thing, uh, one more thing. I think that to be completely honest, I think a lot of these things from corporations anyway, is uh, just a way to, placate in a way very much so so white knighting yeah it's just to save themselves and uh you know i can't really speak to to the rays um again because i don't know much about baseball but um corporations do this all the time like we just saw you know walmart come out with ice cream for juneteenth Uh, like as if that was supposed to show some support and then they they pulled it because now is outrage from black people rightfully so <laughs> you're earning money off of off of our liberation uh and it's not as if you're donating that to exactly. any cause you know what i'm saying and and if the mlb is going to do that with these types of jerseys to me like that's even more reason to to wear it to me that's even more reason to support it because you can help out different causes and 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 you know uh different uh, uh issues um 
you know, I know there's something, um, I think there's a, a, a organization that's helping trans people with um, uh, not being able to, um, I forgot what it is, but it's helping trans people out um, to, to, you know, make sure they're not getting killed in, in certain uh, situations and stuff like that, I believe. And so like, to me, that would be a worthy cause to, to, to donate that money toward, you know what I'm saying? So if you're going to sure. do it, do it, but don't do it just sure. because you're going to be able to make money. That, that's, that's my biggest thing. For sure. And at least have some representation. I don't know what the status yeah. is. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but why not uh, change the people that are throwing out the first pitch for the month, right? Like actually get Something. some people involved yeah. from that community yeah. and actually make a fucking difference. Get some yeah. people to fr- front row in those games yeah. um, to represent uh, the, the, the beautiful uh, sort of pride that they have in their yeah. ability to be themselves yeah. and what that means. Cause that's important. This isn't yeah. just about a fucking patch on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is about uh, really doing what you're saying you're doing. Yeah. And do I think they're doing that? Not necessarily, yeah. uh, but it's good to see nonetheless that they're moving towards the right direction, even if yeah. they're not perfect. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone, in my opinion, in this scenario is, do for some scrutiny because at the end sure. of the day, um, especially those that are, that are uh, removing themselves from supporting uh, it just sets such a bad um, precedent for what you think is okay. And mm-hmm. what you can do as a, as a, as an individual to stop mm-hmm. the rights of others in, in today's society, which is um, crazy to think about. But yeah. once again, uh, that's, that's something that I think is so beautiful about today's day and age is the fact that, We've come so far, but we need to remember just how close uh, those things were. That's less than a person ago, you know, like that's yeah. not yeah. Yeah. that's that that even uh, just as far as black uh, rights and civil rights, that mm-hmm. that is less than a person ago. Let's not yeah. forget that because yeah. Yeah. Uh, people love uh, talking down on the woke culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let, let's be real about what you are standing for when you're not. Um, in agreement with what right. the woke culture is uh, trying to get, and that is equality for everyone. So, for sure. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. And all I got to say is shout out to Jeff Molina from uh, the UFC. He's a flyweight, uh, so not doesn't get as much buzz as most other people, but he is someone that wore the, wore the shorts and in the post-fight media scrum after he won, mm-hmm. talked about how he's been getting so much hate from the fan base for doing it people reaching out to him, threatening him for doing this, um, for, for, for sharing in that solidarity. And he just had a lot of eloquent things to say about, you know, it's not even necessarily, and this is what I, I found hilarious. Cause I think it goes in line with what I was saying. He's like, mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily like I'm, I'm a part of that community or I'm like deep into it in that way. It's just mm-hmm. more so about, I care about people's ability to do whatever they want. Yeah, and I think yeah. ultimately having that stance you would think in today's day and age isn't a noble one, uh, but especially in the MMA fan base, I think it's way worse than it is in other sports. Uh, So shout out to Jeff Molina for doing what he can to fight that stigma. And at the end of the day, I I really hope for the day that this becomes not normalized is an interesting word when talking about this subject, but I I would say something that is uh, seen to be, as just people representing themselves the same way you would with any other flag because at the end of the day if that if if that's how you identify you deserve to represent yourself that way like the fact that people try to take that away from others is insane 
don't get me started on that flag, man, because I'm in the South. That Confederate flag still, I, I, I see that, that Confederate flag all the time. So, you know, <laughs> we got. You know, it's my favorite in PA. You go to you go to PA, you'll see more. You'll <laughs> oh, see yeah. more there than you would in a lot of bordering states, which is yeah. hilarious, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I don't think that's a. I don't think that's an American issue. I think that's a, this is a full across the, across the world issue. I think there's oh, yeah. bigots no matter where you go, oh, yeah. they will band together uh, to try to be in support of these causes and mm. uh, put a rest to all these progressive causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're on the wrong side of fucking history, bud. And at the end of the Definitely. day, um, trust that you, it will die with you and your children. Most likely. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Like you will lose for sure. And you deserve to lose. Let's make that very clear, too. Uh, but, hey, I like that. I like that. You see, we can have productive discussions on this show <laughs> Most and, and disagree. You know, we don't yes, got to agree. Yes, we just talk it through, which I love. Yes, uh, next up, we got some exciting stuff to talk about. Um, I hope this isn't a, a crash joke here, but I have to say it. I mean, it's only appropriate. We go from Pride Month to talking about the WNBA. So shout out, shout out to the WNBA for actually being on the forefront of representation for a much longer time than oh, a yeah. lot of other leagues. Um, Derek Fisher has been fired from his job with the LA Sparks. It is right. Did yeah. I get that right? Yes, oh, sir. look at yes, look sir. at me. <laughs> um, I just want to say for a long time, even when he was in the league. Not a fan of what he does. So (laughs) I would say generally this is deserved, but interested to hear your thoughts on on this move for the Sparks. Yeah, I actually thought that he lost that locker room a while ago. So I was kind of surprised it took him this long uh, for him to lose his job. It's the Um, name, right? It's the name. It's it's the name, but it's also because he's he's won championships in L.A., you know, and, you know, we discussed this before, but I think that uh, another way of bringing – notoriety and and respect to the WNBA I, I should say more notoriety and more respect to the NBA is um by allowing some 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 guys that want to get into coaching this should be the the, the platform first that they that they that they start to learn you know to actually become head coaches because um you know I've seen we've seen guys in the, in the NBA that that become coaches that honestly they shouldn't be and I, I couldn't, I'm not saying that, that it should be a, a, a test area, but I think it should be a, um, a thing that both, both parties benefit from, right? Like if you bring, for example, I think when Marcus Smart is done playing, I believe he's going to become a coach at some point down the road. And it would make sense to see him, because I want to see a Boston, a WNBA Boston team, right? It would make sense to see him coaching that team first hmm. and rising through the ranks. And, you know, if, if there's a vacancy and there's a team in the NBA that, you know, wants to hire you, then you bring, you come over, but there's so many times where we've seen guys get coaching gigs in the NBA that don't, that honestly is, it's is like, why <laughs> you shouldn't be coaching anyone, honestly. Steve Nash. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, I think that um, it would be, it would be good though to see these guys that want to become coaches because, you know, Rasheed Wallace is joining the, the Lakers uh, hey, uh, uh, coaching staff uh, for this season. Um, it'd have been interesting to see him coaching in, in WNBA to be, to be completely honest. It'd have been nice to see that, oh, yeah. um, you know, and I, I think that that would just bring some, some more uh, eyes to the league 
Um, we we discussed this before, but I think that that would be something that would be useful, um, all all around. And I, I you know, again, Derek Fisher is not someone that that I really saw when I watched games. I I I didn't see that he was actually like. It didn't. He didn't strike me as someone else keeping that job. I was, I, was, I just paid for like that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did not look like someone else going to actually uh, be there. So, for sure. You know, I, I it's very interesting, and we're seeing like Becky Hammond, right? Like she's uh, the coach for the coach for the uh, the Aces, and she's doing a phenomenal job. And I like I wanted to see her be the the the, the coach in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco and San Antonio. Me too. Um, I wanted to see her with the Spurs, and it sucked that she didn't get that that job. But at the same time, seeing what she's doing in the WNBA, that that is going to I believe build her. Uh, 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 notoriety up to where there's going to be an NBA team that looks at her and be like, hey, you know, how about you come on over and and and, and coach for us? Um, so I, I I just think it's a very good uh good move. I just want to see sure. more guys that that want to get into coaching or women that want to get into coaching go coach there. And it's the most applicable um experience right like yeah it's much yeah. more applicable than being a college coach that makes their way yes. to the nba ranks like that yes. it is both the highest level of the sport yes and it's the same sport like you can yes. argue oh there's big differences no there isn't as far as the way the game is played the rules etc it's not like the three-point line is in a different area in the wmba <laughs> it's not how it works um it's it's uniform across the board so i would say that's a much more applicable coaching experience than it would be if you were in college so i agree with everything you said and i think it'll only help the league uh but also you want to avoid it sort of feeling like a feeder system like you don't want it to be like yeah yeah i agree mm -hmm. i agree with that because i i think they deserve the glory on that same level where people Mm -hmm. that's that should be a coveted spot like you you, there's only so many teams you know like there's only so many teams so there's not going to be many of those uh seats available but uh, yeah, if also... you're fucking up, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. to interrupt. No. If you're fucking up as a coach, it doesn't matter if you played for the city or you want to chip yeah. to the city. If you need to be removed, uh, you need to be removed, and that's exactly. what happens. So. Exactly. But I think that's also, I think bringing in guys that want to be coaches, like Rajan Rondo, for example, I believe he's going to be a coach. Um, it would make sense for him to be coaching in the WNBA right now. It would make complete sense. And I do believe that if you get enough people in there, I think it, it would probably feel at first like like it's a feeder type of thing and 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 you know, just you know, whatever. I I, I think it would feel like that at the beginning. But if you have basketball minds going into WNBA and becoming the 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 coach spose of of the league or you know, Popovich, like Phil Jackson, if you if you're able to to establish yourself that way in the league in the WNBA, I think it helps grow the league out more, you know. And I think that that will become a coveted position because I think especially if you're going to go into the rain um into the arena of expanding the league out, which I believe they are going to do, but um, if they're going to expand uh, expand the league and have more teams. You have these these new teams coming into the league. That would make sense. Go ahead and, and see what you can do and 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 you know learn learn as a coach, right? And I think that Derek Fisher actually did learn as a coach. Um, so we'll see what happens with him 
uh, uh, coming up, but um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he if he became a, a coach of another WNBA team. To mm-hmm. be completely honest, it wouldn't shock me. Um, For sure. But who knows, man? <laughs> Thanks knows? for bringing that around too, because this definitely felt yeah. like the shit on Derek Derek Fisher hour. Not nah, well, uh, but yeah. <laughs> If you deserve, you're only worth what you have the ability to negotiate. And I would say right, if right. he's able to get another job, of course, then there's value there. Uh, but at yeah. the end of the day, yeah, I'm 100% on board. And I think this you mentioned something that gives me a perfect segue into the next thing I wanted to ask you. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, traction for the NBA doing the same thing, which is expanding. Um, so this yeah. is something that we talked about on this show before. Um, let's do this the fun way. Okay. Let's do this the fun way. Uh, so I am Adam silver. Hey, I got the bald head to match, right? (laughs) We got four teams that we're going to be adding to the NBA offering Mm -hmm. four teams that we're adding. How are we going about this a, and what are the markets that you would choose? How do you go about it? Um, we got four teams. So there's, I think you, you, you shuffle some teams to the East actually. Um, Memphis definitely should be in the East. Yeah. Uh, the, the Pelicans should probably be in the East. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I would say add two to the West. Uh, if you add those teams to the East, you add two more to the West. You said four teams though, right? Yep. So you add three to the to the to the west and bring those two markets to the east, one more to the east. And that'll be what there are 12, 12 per conference. Is it twelve? No, no, it's fifteen. Yeah. It's fifteen. So if you add three to each conference, that'd be eighteen. So you yep. have thirty-six teams right there, right? So it'll be it, it'll still be even. <laughs> Uh, but the other two markets I would shoot for one is definitely uh, uh, Seattle. The other one I would say Mexico. Nice. You have to be west for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you have you have one team that's out of out of the country in the east with the Raptors, you can have one that's out of the country in the west in Mexico, and. I don't think the travel would be too too different than what it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, that's not too far down, especially if you're, like, toward the upper – I don't know where Mexico City is, but if uh, – is that closer to the top, like, closer to the border? Yeah. Uh, it's closer to the heart of Mexico, but the at the same it. time, um, it makes sense that it would be in the West when you consider teams like uh, the Texas-based teams are in the West. Right, right. So I, I yeah I would I would do it like that I would do it like that you add three to the to the west add one new team to the east with bringing the Pelicans and Memphis Grizzlies over to the east and do it like that. Okay, so what you you mentioned two Seattle and Mexico. What would the other two expansion markets be? Just curious. Oh, the other, I'm sorry. What would There's, be your east would be one another, as well? So be an, pigeon, yes. Pigeonhole yourself a little bit. Um. So bringing bringing memphis and new orleans over i would but those say those will be the still the same organization those right? are the same organizations yeah. yeah same organizations and then maybe adding another 
team to we'll see florida already has florida has heat or uh, the magic would it be bad to add a third team in, in florida i don't think it'd be bad what they got three teams in the nfl right yeah they do mm-hmm. you have jacksonville you have tampa and then you have um Who's the other third team in? Oh, Miami. Yep. For for the NFL, so I would almost follow that, or maybe you add a, a another one to well, New York. Sorry, got two. Add one to Jersey. Hey, that's the East one. Yeah, add 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 a team to Jersey. Bring the team back to Jersey. The Nets left. Put a team back there. I just want to say, if you if you ever walked in Newark, um, past. <laughs> past the the grim uh time of 9 p.m uh you know why there's no nba team in new jersey <laughs> but uh i like the way you're thinking man i like the way you're thinking uh, uh yeah, i i agree voids. i agree you gotta you gotta fill the, the voids on the map yeah. and and here's where i'm gonna go for mine so i'm not concerned with conferences um i feel like that's gonna be too much work for my brain at the moment uh so <laughs> here's gonna be my expansion teams i'm gonna go to east to west uh yeah. and not confuse myself uh, for the East, I'm going Puerto Rico. Off oh, rip. Let's go. Boricua, baby. It's that oh, time of the year. Perfect. And it's right underneath Florida. That's how I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, like three teams from that. Florida, man. What 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 what's going on here? There you yeah, go. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's the one. Um yeah. and then, Jersey. <laughs> forget Jersey. <laughs> and now I'm going deep cut on this one. This this one's gonna be a, a shock to some people, but hey, okay. uh this place is in need, right? This place is in need. Let's bring an NBA team to Maine. No, no one's expecting this. You call them the Maine lobsters or something like that. Um, and, and it'll be, it'll be great. We have actual reason to be proud now, right? Uh, yeah. Those, those people that live in Maine. Uh, I know that was a random cut. It's probably going to be the, 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 um, the brokest franchise to start it yeah, off, but Hey, it would, it I would think, be. I think it'll be fucking packed in there because Hey, what else are you going to do out there? Like, let's be clear. Our what G else league was up there, bro. No Boston's, way, really. Boston's G League was up there. It was it was the main red claws. Look, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Uh the story right st- I think that's still our name, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think that's still our it name. Makes sense. I like yeah. that a lot. So yeah, I'm I'm writing in Maine here. Yeah. Uh for the West, uh Seattle's the no-brainer. So I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something else. Okay. Um so <laughs> this this is questionable. I'm going to say uh, off rip. This is questionable, uh, but we're going, we're going further West, you know, even further West. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> let's add, let's add a California team, but obviously we're nowhere near Los Angeles. We need one all the way down, you know, in the, in the, the desert area of California. Yeah. Make yeah. it fun. Right. Like his, yeah. Hesperia, um, I don't know what uh, I set myself up for there, but yeah, another <laughs> California expansion team on the opposite side of the spectrum because all the teams okay. are up here. Yeah. Let's let's even it out. California is the biggest state uh, in, in America, so it yeah. deserves that representation. It doesn't have to be all crowded in LA. Yeah. Um, and then my final one would be, um, this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say it, uh, Vancouver. Um, Oh, I yeah. feel like they deserve it. Obviously, yeah. they got their team taken away in a in a very uh, 
sad turn of events. Uh, so why not? Why not? Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Hawaii is a, is. I thought you were gonna go Alaska actually when you said oh, further man. west. Uh, but Hawaii wouldn't be a bad look either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the time zones is tough though. But... Time zone is tough. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that Puerto Rico one. Like I really love that one. That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, you don't you don't even need a passport, baby. Let's go. Yeah, just go, just go. You know, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I like that. Yes, sir. Like that. Got to yeah. represent for the people, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I like I like the way that conversation went. Now, now the real qu- second part of the question that um, we didn't address. So I'll start. Um, I think this will be very very fun, very 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 fun. Uh, so. You do it by contract, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what you do. You lay out all the contracts from all the teams, right? As currently laid out mm-hmm. by uh, salary. So the highest salary, obviously, those first four off limits, right? Yeah. There's going to be a draft here, okay? Yeah. Every fifth uh, highest salary on each team is in the NBA expansion pool, Okay. Okay. Now, there's minus one player across the league. Uh-huh. So free agency, whatever season this happens, it will be fun. Uh, but the entire draft class of that year is only a part of the expansion pool. So now you have one player from each team with the fifth highest salary. And the entire um, draft pool of that year allocated to those four teams only. First round let's say, because that's enough to, to fill these teams, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have your free agency period, so maybe someone signs out, right? I think that's a fun way to do this, right? Like, why not? Yeah. Why not yeah. mandate that uh, as a league, you lose some of the depth that you have, uh, but that's how these teams will create a sustainable culture, because honestly, yeah. not sure how it's been done in the past, uh, but a lot of those expansion teams have suffered off rip for many oh, yeah. years by not yeah. having a name and yeah. by having to start from scratch. Uh, so why not make it a little bit easier? So that's my uh, crock in the pot random idea there for you. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. And you could actually argue, depending on what the, 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 the salary cap is, you could also argue that some guys that are generally not going to be paid big money could get paid big money in those expansion teams because they would technically be like the star. So mm-hmm. let's say, for example, um, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> That'd be fire. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what well, he's like, Bradley Beal. <laughs> but uh, anyone that that's like that, that wants big money. So, for example, you remember when, um, uh, Gordon Hayward wanted like a lot of money. He wasn't getting that from Boston. He, he went down to to uh, to Charlotte. Yep. Guys like that that want to get those those big contracts that can't get them with these teams that have guys already go to those expansion teams. I think that'd be phenomenal. Heck yeah! I think that'd be phenomenal. Heck yeah, you can't You're gonna suffer, but you 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 suffer in, in paradise. So what's <laughs> exactly exactly what's the downside? Unless you're that Vancouver team, then you're just freezing. Oh yeah, yeah freezing you, to that. miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you got to start somewhere. Uh, yeah. so I like it. Thirty-four teams in a league. Uh, yeah, that, 
sounds like things will get for at least the first couple of years a little watered down. Um, but once you're in the full swing of things, right? The talent's there. Like there's yeah. enough players to fill that fill those teams. I mean, the, the playoffs, the playoffs are the playoffs. Uh, you have those 16 teams, top 16, and possibly expand it to uh, a little more, right? Like if you if 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 it's right now, if it's one through eight. What if it expanded to one through ten? What does that look like? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? What is that? Interesting. What does that look like? Because that that now allows other teams that didn't get in to to get in. The play-in tournament would end up being ten through what ten through twelve. That'd be. And then only four teams don't make the playoffs. I don't really like that. Yeah, that's too close. That, but that no, I mean, still, I'm saying if you if you expand the the playoffs to each conference being one through ten instead of one through eight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying, but including the play-in in the playoffs, because it's oh, the, I got you, got the playoffs, you. Okay. right? Yeah, it is. Uh, playoffs, only four yeah. teams would would be missing out, which I feel like is a little low. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what? I mean, can't change the lottery. I mean, the draft lottery, right? Like, it's not like you could you could be like, hey, there's only eight teams that are getting in the lottery. You know, it's yeah. that fourteen team. So would you keep it? But... You keep it to to one through eight. I don't like one through eight at all. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like that idea though of like keep it the one through eight, but then add. Uh, we already have the play-in teams, but add two add it to, to that in. exactly two in on gotcha. two more to the play-in on each side. Um, that could be fun, and and it'll make for some really competitive games as well as some really cool stories. Yeah, uh, and then you get what two weeks off. Sets. You get two weeks off between yeah. the regular season and and the beginning of the playoffs. That pushes yep. the playoffs into. And that could be a blessing late, and a curse. Late for July. Playoff teams, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, another yeah. wrinkle. Just another wrinkle to make the, the sport we love even more fun, dude. I'm like, yeah. I talk myself into it. Give give yeah. me the expansion teams ASAP. I need it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that that's see, that's another thing. That, and I think that's gonna probably lead into what we were gonna talk about anyway. But that that depends on how the schedule is built out. If they're talking mm-hmm. about shortening the schedule, how does that look? Yeah, perfect. Listen. Listen, people try to talk about this show. We're not professional. Listen, where do you see transitions of this caliber? I don't I don't see them anywhere. I don't and it's natural, baby. We're not out here figuring this shit out. This isn't pre-planned. This is beautiful. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> let me set the stage here a little bit, uh, because that was great. Okay. Um, Richard Jefferson and the folks from the NBA tonight were talking about how there's been some rumblings on uh shortening the season from the 82 games we know it to now to anywhere between the 70 and 60 game range for a full season. Now they, Richard Jefferson was the only one who really got a chance to talk on it because he yeah. was just going off Uh shout out to, to Richard Jefferson for speaking his mind there. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little rant of my own here and I don't necessarily, I'm not just parroting, uh, Richard Jefferson's points because he made a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I agree with a lot of things he said because people are already doing so much to prevent themselves from being a part of the full 82 mm-hmm. game season. Mm-hmm. Um, and c- when you include playoffs, it is a long season. Like, let's get that yeah. straight. Uh, nowhere near as long as the, the MLB. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I just got to ask you this because this is general sports knowledge here. Yeah. What, what kind of hat is this? Do you know? Uh, putting on I'm the spot going, there. 
Uh, yeah, you are putting me on the spot. I'm going to say it looks like the Washington Wizards, so I'm going to say it has to do with a Washington team, but I'm definitely going to be wrong with that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You you were, you were at least more correct than my boss was. My boss came up to me. He's like, what is that, an alternate MLB logo? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just rocking an MLB hat, you know? Uh, this is actually a Chicago White Sox retro hat. So okay. shout out to the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Anyway, super off topic there. Sorry. Uh, no, that was uh, but good. the reason why know. I brought that up. <laughs> the reason why I brought that up is because they're nowhere near that that amount of games that they play yeah. in, in baseball. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I would I would argue um <laughs> baseball baseball uh, is not nowhere near as grueling as basketball, so it's deserved as far as the length of season. Um, but the fact that so many things are done already to prevent people from playing the 82 games, like it's such a rare occurrence when someone sits through the entirety of the season and plays. Um, and even if they do at some point in some of those games, they're getting pulled early. They're not playing the full game or their full expected rotation minutes. Um, I personally don't take too much issue to that. Like I'm not someone that's like, oh, these guys are soft because they take rest. Hey, shit happens. It's all in the game of strategy and win right that's ultimately what it's for uh but at the same time when you're talking about cutting the season down mm -hmm. to try to make an effort to keep players healthy um that's the point of sports right like you need to be able to perform for a season in its entirety mm -hmm. in order to gain the spoils from that in order yeah. to consider yourself a champion you need yeah. to prove that not only were you better than your contemporaries but you were able to hold it together better than your temporaries and i think that that's the most important aspect of it for me it's not so much like hey these guys are soft they're taking rest mm -hmm. um i don't i don't agree with that i think if it's ultimately about performance optimization that's what we want to see right? right i would rather I would rather see Kyrie not play when I show up to watch the Nets than him come out for eight minutes and then leave as if that was his expected time. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I would rather not. I would rather know that he's not playing and not have that weird surprise. Right. So mm -hmm. ultimately, that's my thought on these things. I think that's a big part of the reason why they want to shut it down, too, because if you're if your star player isn't playing, let's just be real. The people that want to show up to watch that game go down. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, that's the give and take you have to have, in my opinion, if you want a competitive sport. The, the, the more that you cut down on the length of the season just to tailor to the health of the players, uh, the more you're taking away the accomplishments of those that were able to do it the right way with the a, a right amount of um, games, et cetera, to get to that point. And I know that's hard to that's a hard argument, too, because technically in the past, it wasn't this expanded league where you have all these teams and this is, if I'm not mistaken, the most games currently that it's ever been right. Mm -hmm. 82 games is the most games it's ever been. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's the point of regressing now? Like we, we've got yeah. to that point for a reason, keep it the way it is. And if anything, with the play in tournament that they're talking about adding, it seems like we're adding to that more so than taking away. So I don't see the issue with that. If you're going to play and you're going to participate for the money that's involved, do it and don't complain about it that's how i feel yeah no i don't i i'm i'm totally against shortening the season um mainly because i think the way that the league is is, is being played right now you already don't see guys playing a lot, a lot of games 
I think if you're going to have these designated rest periods, I would say it's mandatory to play road games and optional to play certain home games. Hmm. Because really? if you have people, yeah, because if you have people that, like, say, for example, when, when I go to a Celtics game here in Atlanta, I want to see Tatum. I want to see Brown. I want to play. I want to see Smart. I want to see Horford. I want to see Rob Williams, right? Any of those five guys sit down. You know, I'm still, I love the rest of my team. Like, I love all the, all the guys on the roster, but I want to see those guys. And if I only get once or twice a year that they come to Atlanta and you sit those times, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it should be to where if they're going to have these, these, these built in, desi- these designated days off, rest days, mm-hmm. that they rest at home. Mm-hmm. Unless you are hurt, you should be playing on road games. Because, I, you know, and I think there was only a handful of guys this season that even played all 82 games. I want to say it was like five to seven of them that even played all of 82 games. You know, so you already don't get a, a fair amount of guys that play all games anyway. But I want to see if they are going to rest, rest on home games. I don't want to see any any resting games, rest, guys resting on road games. Because you got guys, you have guys that, you have kids that are coming to these games that want to see their favorite players. They want to see LeBron play. They want to see uh, 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 Lonzo Ball. You know, they, they want to see these guys that they that that they love, you know, LaMelo. They 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 want to see the, those guys, but you only have, especially if you're in a different conference, right? You're only going there once a year. <laughs> so like when when the Warriors came to Boston, if Steph didn't play when he was in Boston, you know, that once in that, that year, I mean once in that season. Now they come into to the to Boston for the finals. The tickets are like a thousand dollars for nosebleed section tickets. Who who's who's buying that right like outright? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? It's it's cheaper during the year to see your your favorite players. You want to see them, so go during during the regular season. You know, playoff tickets are a little higher, and then of course the, the finals are the highest in prices. So. You know, let the let let these let these kids see these fa- their favorite players, especially if Giannis is like if Giannis is going over to 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 L.A. Right, if, if Milwaukee's playing the Lakers, kids in L.A. Are only gonna see Giannis once a year, most likely. You gotta play, bro. <laughs> you gotta play. You gotta if you play. can, of course. If you Not can, yeah. If you're if you're if you're you know you're suffering through a, a, a serious injury where it's going to make you sit out. That's understandable. But if you have the ability to play, you play. You play. And I think that was the crux of the point that Richard Jefferson was making, where he was like, people already have scenarios where they should be playing and they don't. And And I think the only way to change that back to the way it was and arguably the way it should be is to incentivize these things in the contracts, like extensively. Now, obviously... Nobody chooses to get injured. So it's it's sure. not like it's not like uh people deserve to be punished for not paying these games. Mm-hmm. You should still get your guaranteed amount of money, but there should be some sort of bonus to that 
uh, whether it's 78 games or so or whatever yeah. that if you hit that mark, you should be getting some sort of bonus because, I mean, let's just be real. That is what is expected of you. Right. That, it's right. not like I'm asking you to do extra credit. No, right. Uh, right. that's what is expected of you. So at the end of the day, yeah, sometimes you're going to you're going to call out sick. You're going to have th- days where you're not feeling it. And I understand that as well. Uh, but you actually changed my opinion. Like I was fully before you talked about to go in and on the on the economic side of things and be like, hey, well, it's about the market you play in. And ultimately, you're going to need your stars to play in your market. I disagree with what you were saying. Uh, but you being the level headed, smart gentleman that you are totally, totally uh, <laughs> made me flip my stance on this. I agree. I never thought about it like that as far as this being a global game at this point where everyone wants to see these stars even if um, they're not from their team. So a lot of people that are, I mean, people got sports ties everywhere nowadays. Nobody's really, it's rare to find someone that's through and through only lived in the one spot their whole life. So Mm -hmm. I agree with what you said. It makes a lot of sense. And gosh darn it, I hate to admit it, but damn, this dude (laughs) makes some good points. I mean, think about it. So you have 41 road games, you have 41 home games. Okay. 41 versus two at max. Yeah, I, I, are you telling me like like you can't play forty one row games, and you play, let's say what twenty eight home, thirty home? Hmm. You, are you tell are you telling me you can't do that? <laughs> right. That puts you in the seventy two range. You know what I'm saying seventy two seventy two games per year type of range, where you still get those ten games off. And then hey, that you means, got a home court means, advantage, right? That and you, you have should, you, exactly. team will be fine without you. Exactly. Yeah. And you and you do what? Rest one home game, one or two home games a month. Yep. I think that will significantly affect uh people's home records, though. So that's a, that's an interesting it, conversation. It would, it would. But I mean, especially if you're able to incentivize, if you want to throw incentives in there. To, personally, I think you shouldn't be incentivized to do your job. But mm. if you if you are incentivized. It should be a certain a percentage of, of, of row games, like a minimum that you miss without injury and a minimum. No, mandatory you play row games without injury, minimum of, of let's say, 30 home games. Yep. If you're not you should injured, get fined. If you're, you should if, get fined if you're not if playing. If you can pass a physical and you can't and you decide not to play, you should be fined. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, not it, receive your stipend for that game, right? That's how it, it should work. Something, but I think I think it's I think it's an easy thing to to build in. You already have guys like Kawhi Leonard. We didn't see him at all this year, right? And we definitely didn't see Zion this year. Um, and they had they had serious injuries, right? Now, argue you could argue Zion was was physically able to play that the team just wanted to sit him out. Um, in that type of scenario, I always say the league should be finding the team. Hmm. Because it's not on and the that, player. <laughs> that had some interesting sort of animosity, though, because I would imagine there'll be scenarios where teams don't want players to play, but players are like, hey, I'm not trying to get fined, so you you, you better take that fine, bro. You better- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. In my opinion, I think there should be, if you're going to rest players, closer to, to the All-Star game, closer to the end of the season, that's where your rest breaks should actually come in. Kobe Bryant said it himself, right? One interview, not even interview. He was, uh, I think, he was uh, talking at uh, Alabama uh, one one year, and 
he said that for him, he wanted to be able to see, uh, he wanted to play these games. It didn't matter who it was. He wanted to play these games because he didn't, one, he didn't want to take off uh, and just lay back because it's, it's Sacramento, right? He want he wants to, that's how you're able to to keep your your edge sharp. Play play these games, and and to me, I think that makes more that makes sense as well. Like you don't want to lose your 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 edge. Yeah, you don't want to lose that. You even if it's a game against a team that that is not good, you should be able to play against that team. Now, if you want to say that the teams have options on road games to to have a have a a, a limit on their playtime, say instead of playing. 38 minutes you're playing about 28 25 something like that okay <laughs> yeah all right not mad at that if you want to rest like that cool but role games you play they come to see you play they pay to see you play and if you're healthy to play you play i like that I like that because you can make that argument both ways. But like I said, you entirely swayed me. I was ready to make the other <laughs> argument. And I was like, actually, you make way more sense than I would have. So I like it. I like it. Uh, but we can move on from that yes, and get into the most important basketball talk that there is left. And that is the NBA finals. So, of course, we didn't even get to talk about game one either. So let's let's yeah. go down memory lane. Let's start there. Yes, <laughs> Just got to say, man. I had a good run in the NFL this season, you know? Yeah, we both did. But this NBA season is killing me, bro. <laughs> the amount of bad takes that I've had on this show, and honestly, I stand by them, you know? Because logically, they make sense yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Uh, but the amount of times I could be clipped just from this playoff <laughs> series alone, alone um, it's it's embarrassing. I feel like I'm on my my Stephen A. shit uh, lately, it's but I stand good. by it. I was yeah. shocked. I was shocked and appalled uh, that the Warriors uh, blew Game One. But let me break that down a little bit as a, someone that's not a fan of either team. Before we move on, I just got to say more so than Game Two, I was fucking losing it Game One, and I was excited as hell because don't let that final score fool you. This was a game where before um, at the second half, things were close, yeah. but going into the fourth quarter, this was a game that felt like it was over already. This is a game that felt out of hand. So it was really cool to, to first see the big warriors run in the third quarter, something that we've come to know them for at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, to see them go on that run and sustain it exciting as hell. And then mm-hmm. the next thing we know, Boston is doing the same exact thing but shutting out the Warriors in that fourth quarter in a way that, um, honestly, I don't remember really happening in a playoff game, like, to that extent. Um, So that was really cool to watch. Obviously, uh, Big Al and Derek White had just the games of their career and uh, in the playoffs, of course. And that that just made for so much fun, so much theater. So I'm just – if you could put me in a time machine to only game one, how are you feeling – and and what was your response after that performance? Well, I think you and I talked about it. But I said that I thought that Boston was splitting in San Francisco. I just figured San Francisco was gonna win game one, Boston will win game two. That was just that was just my thought process with it. So 
in the sense that they won game one, in the way they won game one, I would say I was shocked that the the that the refs allowed them to do that. <laughs> to be completely honest, there's no way they could have stopped that. To be honest, they they, they couldn't, and I think that game one, yeah, there were some missed calls. I think you're always going to have missed calls on both sides, right? I, but to me, that was actually called closest to the middle than anything. I I, I didn't have any complaints, honestly. I mean, not not just because Boston won, but just because I don't like I didn't see a lot of missed calls. I saw some missed calls for sure, but I didn't see any that were like egregious and that swayed any momentum to either side. They let those boys play, <laughs> you know. So yeah, game one, I was I was very I was I was ecstatic. Um, and one thing I hated about that game too is that just narratives coming out of that game. You have people saying that that Al Horford was blowing a kiss to to Golden State, um, when in reality he was blowing a kiss to his wife. Uh, you ha- <clears throat> excuse me. You had people automatically saying that, you know, Tatum, you know, was even though he had a career high in assists, that you know, he's he's not looking like that guy. He's twenty four years old. Um, Can't act like that wasn't a, a bad game. Though. It was. You know, it was a bad game, but. That's his first game in the finals, and it, not even. And just he was that, getting double teamed a lot. And, and his defensive performance makes up for that too. It does his defense, <laughs> his defense, and his assists. Like he still, he still made up for the the points that he did not. Because the shots he it was my hit. career, he would have had a B. You feel oh, me? Like he, yeah, he wasn't yeah. at the C level. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid B. Um, so I, I'm not mad at, at at the way he played. Um, you, you want him to hit those those shots, but some some stuff, some nights you just don't you don't hit. Right. And I, like, I wasn't, I wasn't hearing a lot of people get on, on clay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, but, but they just like some guys would go to state. They just didn't hit shots. Right. And Boston took advantage of it. Game two was the same way <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Warriors. Yeah. For the Warriors. It went, it went the opposite way. And now the only thing that I, I'd say that I hated about game two was that there was so many uh, 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 reviews and 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 blatant missed calls. It wasn't like these like these refs didn't see it. That's I'm actually now I'm actually starting to like Scott Foster as a referee. What? I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I, it's so weird to say that, what? but when I compare his his uh, uh crew to Tony Brothers' crew, it's it like Scott is closer to the middle. Like his officiating crew, they are closer to the middle than Tony Brothers' uh, uh, crew. I have a question for you: Should yeah. should any official in any sport mm-hmm. be considering context when calling calls? Are you are you alluding to the the the, the flagrant? I mean the tech. That Draymond didn't get. I'm alluding to that, but also just the finals atmosphere, playoff atmosphere. Okay. Should every game be officiated the same way? Because I would say yes. Yes, every that's and that's my problem. I don't like that there's inconsistency from game to game. Like mm-hmm. it should be okay. You're going to allow these guys to 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 play more physical. This is the finals. They play a little more physical. I and I'm fine with that. Win or lose, I'm fine with that. If you're consistent and stay in the middle as close to the middle as possible 
and you call the calls that should be called, I got no problem with it. But when you have when you have guys that, for example, that 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 foul that was called on 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 Jalen Brown, uh, to uh, was Gary Payton I think going up and uh, for the dunk, mm-hmm. he didn't even touch him. Yep. But you called it a foul. Draymond tackled how many guys, and it was and it was for them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If if you can't if you look. Niners, if you if you're not able to get Bosa to to, to sign long term, Draymond's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I I I that's a I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that, and it's not because I'm a Celtics fan. Like I feel like I have to preface that a lot. It's not because I'm a fan of the team. But if you're going to if you're going to have these games uh, be called and it's for a championship, you don't want the referees to to dictate the series like with one game say for example golden state ends up winning that's a game right there you can tell that the that the referees in game two pushed toward toward the warriors you see what i'm saying and i that i don't like and and warriors fans would say the same thing about about boston with game one that they pushed it toward boston for game one i don't like that either uh, to be completely honest if if if, i want to call it toward the middle fans should not be having this type of argument we should not be sitting here talking about referees. Yeah. You so see what I'm saying? Way to say it. Good way to say it. And I just got to say, my end point on this series so far is like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I feel like uh, game two was a worse uh, loss for the Celtics than game one was for Golden State. Now, obviously, when you're considering the context being down one after the first game at home that's a very bad spot to be in shout out to my boy logic let me just make sure i get this in here mm. the winner of game ones have historically won the series 70.7 percent of the time mm. um so i had to make sure i got that out exactly because a lot of extensive research goes into these uh these stats so shout out to my guy logic for that one yes, uh but um losing that game you would say a face value like hey that's a that's a that's a huge l like that's that that had some people talking about the brooms were coming out for celtics and i totally disagree with that yeah i, I made it clear that. after game one i was like you better bet the farm that the warriors are winning game two because uh, mm-hmm. that was a very surefire bet if you ask me yeah and it yeah. cashed so uh fixed the bankroll up a little bit there but um <laughs> i i just felt like as far as the way both teams played the Warriors couldn't even really be too upset with themselves. Of course, they imploded in a way, and that's how they ended up losing that game. Mm. I feel like this second game is harder to swallow when you consider the fact that, obviously, Tatum scored nearly 30 points, and mm. the rest of the team scored as a total about 50 when you take yeah. away Tatum's points. So, but t- Tatum, Tatum also had a negative 36. Yeah, a historic number as well. Yeah, so uh, I think that good. had a lot to do with him being doubled and having a lot of turnover trouble and things like that. Uh, But either way, I don't, I'm not a big analytics guy more so. I mean, Hey, (laughs) I I was a diehard Westbrook fan for many years. (laughs) So trust me, I stay away from those analytics, but um, I don't think they paint the full picture, but they do paint a good one. And I think ultimately Mm -hmm. um, my point in making and even bringing all this up was to say, I feel like the second game, as far as which team was more out of character I would say Boston has been the furthest removed in that game too. So I'm interested to see how they bounce back in game three. Oh, for sure. Um, I agree moving with that. forward, 
I don't think any of our series predictions are changing. I don't think we're we're mm-hmm. we're re- overreacting at all. Um, I'm just excited, and and let's let's talk about some things uh, that we think need to happen or people who need to be called out. And of course, the first one is uh, Clay Thompson. Obviously, yeah, they had him in the game almost to the end or to the end, if I'm not mistaken, in, in game garbage two. time, and he still couldn't get it going in garbage time either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's something to getting those shots up, of course, but I thought that was something really worrying to watch out for. Uh, I saw a funny meme after Poole made that uh, super deep half-court shot, basically, yeah. uh, where they showed Clay, look, I mean, Steph looking at him like he's in love, and then they showed the meme uh, with that guy where he's with his girlfriend and he's looking at the <laughs> other girl, and then, and then you see Clay in the back looking all sad. Uh, that was hilarious. Uh, but um, I, I think obviously oh, there was, yeah. there's a lot of things that he's still working through. So I'm yeah. not shocked. But at the yeah. same time, when you have two games like that, um, I think it, it, it is a cause for concern. On the other side of the ball, um, I think you hate to see Horford going from the absolute amazing game he had in game one to scoring, what, two points in the second game. That was a huge sort of... Um, step back. And I, I think someone else that I'm really looking at closely, Marcus Smart, I think he's mm-hmm. been played out of this series in some ways uh, where mm-hmm. certain guys got hot and then uh, rotation choices made him sort of take a step back. And then when he finally did get those minutes, he wasn't able to make the most of it. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see a, a Marcus Smart game and a Clay Thompson game because uh, yeah. I can't believe that they uh, that they sort of took the backseat in the way they did in those first two. Well, Speaking of smart, I, I will say, well, hold up. Let me speak with Horford first. Horford, uh, the difference between game one and game two is Ime uh, got away from calling plays for him in game two. And I hated that because there were moments where he's obviously, I mean, you, you can tell Horford is a smart basketball player. Now, everybody has bad games, right? So I'm not even placing that whole performance on EMA. That's on Horford too. But when you don't run the offense through specific guys in certain waves, that 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 happens, especially when you're trying to force the ball, right? Um, you had uh, 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 Jalen uh, Grant get two, no, and, and Tatum that had two fast fouls in, in, in the first quarter. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Al Horford did too. Um, so that, that plays a, a, a part in it, but you got to call, you got to play the offense through different guys. Boston is different than say, for example, like, uh, Milwaukee, right? You know, you're running your offense through Giannis and that that's, that's basically who it is, especially if, if, if Middleton is out, Giannis is the guy you run your offense through. And whatever happens with other guys, that's fine. Um, so I, I think, especially between him, uh, them or like Dallas, Dallas runs their offense through Luca, right? So mm-hmm. I think that you 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 have a you have a team where you can run your offense literally through four guys in this on a starting lineup. Why yeah. would you remove yourself from doing? Why that? would why would you why would you handicap yourself? And 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 that that's my question to EMA. So I think adjustment wise that's not going to happen again i think game three we're going to see a, a much smoother uh, uh, uh offense um but they just they just have to take care of the ball 
if they take care of the ball, we, we know throughout the playoffs when they don't take care of the ball, they're more likely going to lose the game. <laughs> so yeah. when they take care of the ball and, and, and play within in their system when, and they play the way they, they play, they win the game. Like, it's not even a question. My only thing is, I said this on All Nat uh, uh, yesterday, but I think uh, an adjustment should take place. Robert Williams will, should probably come off the bench. Um, I would move everyone down and insert uh, uh, Derek White at the one. I like that. I, th- I think you start the because the way he start he he ignites the offense is different. It's just different, and 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 it's not a slight on Marcus Smart because I think people keep saying. And I that. said that coming into the series. I said yeah. that. Yeah. But I was thinking it was going to be Pritchard. Uh, so yeah. cool to see Derek White step up in that way. Yeah, and it, to be honest, it's not even it's not even that that Marcus is not the point guard you want. It's just in in, in specific matchups like this is the matchup exactly. we're seeing that that he needs to move to the two, and you move Derek White to the one starting, and then you rotate, you rotate, you see what happens, but you rotate that way. And I'm fine with that. I think I think that that'll be a good way to to do it. That allow Tatum and 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 Brown to get going without having uh, issues. You're allowed to space the floor even more than what they usually do. Move the ball, they good. I, I don't. I'm like honestly, this I know this this is uh, the biggest test that that uh, 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 Golden State has faced. This is also the biggest test that Boston has faced. True, like, I think I, this is this is a great matchup. I I said long ago I thought this was going to go all the way. I thought this is going to be a long series, so it's not surprising Boston lost. Exactly. You don't you don't go seven games and not lose a game. <laughs> losing that bad though, I was a little surprised. Losing that get, losing surprised. that bad is not what I was expecting. But at the same time, when when you have referees doing what they're doing, not calling uh, uh, fouls, and you admit on on live TV that you didn't call a double tech when you should have called a double biggest tech. Biggest scandal. Biggest scandal. You call a double tech. It, that that shouldn't be because this guy already has a tech. <laughs> Call a double tech, eject Draymond out, and that that's a warning to Jalen Brown. Like, I mean, that's that's how it should have been. <laughs> but what do I know? I'm just a guy. <laughs> what the hell do I know? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Dwayne from Pastor Ox and Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement. If you got a moment, can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top-notch, high-quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high-quality, feels good, and on, most importantly, it is definitely fashionable, okay? Comes in a different, wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments. Something to make you look good, feel good, and swag real good in the process, all right? So, again, did I did I get to mention that this is also a black-owned brand? 
a black owned brand y'all so if nothing else definitely go support that 100 so what i want to do is i want to tell you head on over to ots media co on all social platforms facebook instagram twitter and youtube if you go over you click the link in the bios it'll take you straight to the champ number one boxers website you can check out all their styles you can check out their bundle deals you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ number one boxes. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ, all right? Champ number one boxes. Make sure you go cop those, all right? All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for the message from our sponsor. We, we, we're, we're on the up and up on this side, okay? We got to do things the right way. Uh, so once again, uh, just excited to get back into this uh, NBA Finals coverage. Looking forward now. Obviously, we're back in Boston. Uh, what, is what is the next game, Wednesday? Yes, tomorrow night. Well, actually, awesome. since it's coming out Wednesday, might as well Today. just say tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. We're pros. We're pros, we're pros. around these parts. <laughs> So yeah, man. What what are you what are you looking at uh, for this uh, home stretch, and how you feeling going into Game Three? I'm feeling good, man. I, I think uh, to be completely honest, I think that, and I was told I'm reading it wrong, but I feel as if I like I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk as if I'm speaking with my therapist. I feel as if there are uh, 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 Warriors fans that are a little bro on us that are looking at us as if, you know, we can't do this. Hmm. And to be completely honest, I think if things are called straight down the middle, I've, I, I have no doubts in my mind that my prediction will stand. Um, but I also feel as if Boston could win two in a row right here. I, I truly believe that I, this is, uh, it's, to me, it's not far-fetched that they could win two at home uh, uh, in this stretch right here and then go back to San Francisco 3-1. I think they could do it. I think they could. Um, is it going to happen? Likely no. I think that what, what we'll end up seeing is that it's split in Boston as well, 2-2 going back to San Francisco. Um, but I, I, I do believe they could win both in Boston and I, it's just a different energy that's there. Um, you know, I, you've seen different guys like Jordan Poole, um, uh, even Gary Payton, you know, like step up and, 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 and hit big shots and, and make big plays. Andrew Wiggins, I think he should be commended as well. Um, just playing really well uh, in, in, in his playoffs, but you know, in this series, I think he's, he's been doing a phenomenal job um but this Between is boston yeah yeah we knew you would um but this is boston man i think you know you're playing on a different road and, 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 and you play on the road against against a different team like what they saw and i think that a lot of warriors fans uh were, were coming at me because i said that um the warriors had a easier road to the finals than, than the celtics they did they did <laughs> I, I think you're playing you're playing Denver when it's it's literally just Jokic. You're playing uh, uh who was the second round team they played Memphis. You played Memphis and then you played Dallas. Those aren't those aren't tough teams to beat. 
right? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, look, breaks a little on that one. As the Warriors, those are not tough teams for you to beat. We knew that they were going to come out of those those series, every one of them. We knew that they were going to come out of those. And it was almost a shock when they lost the game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, but they bounced back and 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 won and, and decisively. They have not seen a team like Boston in the playoffs, just like Boston has not seen a team like Golden State in the playoffs. However, they had a harder road to get there. You played uh, Brooklyn, you played Milwaukee, and you played Miami. The last two series went went seven. I think that 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 those two series alone help Boston prepare for a long run, right? And I think that it helped them figure out a different adjustments that they need to make. Egos aren't in place, you know, especially this is a, this is a team that's together for the first time, right? This is their first year as, with this group. So look, <laughs> I think they're more prepared for, for a longer battle. The other guys, outside of your stars, the other guys, I think the other guys are more prepared than the other guys for, for, for Golden State. And, and especially for playing on the road, let me just say it like that. I think they're they're more prepared for playing on the road than than the other guys are for Golden State. So, uh, I I just think Boston when they play the way they're supposed to play, I I don't see them losing the series. I really don't. And could I be wrong? Yes, I could definitely be wrong. I could be, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not moving from my stance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm not. I, I I truly do believe in this group. And yeah, Rob is not healthy at all. We know that. Like, there's a lot of guys. If you're still playing in the in the in in, in the playoffs, you're not healthy. <laughs> Clay ain't healthy. Uh, Steph ain't healthy. Uh, Steph ain't healthy. Those ankles are looking. Yeah, healthy. yeah. Tatum isn't healthy. Brown isn't healthy. Smart isn't healthy. You play. You play. Mm. And and I think that. If, if Robert's going to be out there, I think, you know, again, he's going to have limited minutes, but when he's out there, he's going to like make an impact. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see them losing a series. I'm sorry. I don't see it. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing for that. I don't see it. Don't, don't, don't apologize. I agree with most of what you said. I mean, we know what our picks are, so that's not a shock, but I would say the only thing I disagree with you on is I'm, I'm a little worried about this this uh, home stretch a little bit more than probably you are. I think throughout the playoffs, you guys have been a better road team. And I think that says yeah. a lot about yeah. your team in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a knock the way some people say it is. Uh, but I would say it's almost a lock that it's going to be a split. Um, I think it will be. Mm-hmm. I think it will For be. Sure. But I, I wouldn't For be sure. shocked if they won both. That's, that's what I'm saying. I honestly feel like that more so about the Warriors than I do about the Celtics. And I know that probably burns you. Uh, it doesn't. But, um, I yeah, I, I feel like as far as um, the way game one went, um, I don't think that's a very uh, replicable result for the Celtics. Uh, so I'm interested is. to see that level of fourth quarter. It's, I, what, what What's different to me is the fourth quarter run versus the rest of the game. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah stretch out that performance across the quarters and have a more even game. And that way you got a little bit of a less sweaty moment uh, coming into that fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think shooting the lights out the way they did in that stretch is possible. 
um, or sustainable. I mean, we saw that back and forth. Like, that's what made that game so fun. Mm-hmm. At multiple points, you could have looked at the game and been like, this team's getting blown out. Mm-hmm. And then the momentum sh- uh, just shifted back and, f- well, only back and forth once. But still, uh, the yeah. way it shifted was drastic. Uh, so that that's going to make that game, in my opinion, uh, a really one to remember. If there's more games like that in the series, uh, this is going to be a series to remember. And I already think it will be. Uh, so I'm really excited. I, I think a lot of the stuff we said came true as far as uh, people being nullified, the ability for people to do what they have to do. I think Tatum's going to continue to do well. I think Jalen Brown is going to continue to do well. So um, I think it's just more so on the other guys, like you were saying before. Um, and when Poole's doing well, that's a scary, scary team. Let's mm-hmm. get that shit straight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm excited as as I was before, and I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And please don't I don't want anyone to think I'm discounting uh Golden State in any way, shape, or form. I'm not overlooking them at all. Like I said, I think this is this is the hardest team that, that Boston has had to face. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not discounting them in any way, shape, or form. I just I I just I believe in my team. Hell yeah. I believe in my coach. And you got no reason not to. No reason not to. So yeah. I, I that's would, all we got for this. Yeah, yeah. Else? Again, I just wouldn't be surprised if they won two in a row. Golden State didn't win two in a row uh, at home. So sure. it's going to shift back to San Francisco, then back to Boston, then back to San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. I think if Boston can do it, they, they, you know, I think they can win it. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. I mean, that's what we thought already. So uh, it's going to be fun to see the way this one plays out. But I got, I got, I got a question for you. It's been a while since my team has been in the finals. Uh, what yeah. is it? What is it in Derek's household? Though? Can you can you set the mood for me? Are there some candles going? Is there a seance beforehand? Like I need I need to, I need you to explain to me the vibe at the at the Myers household. You know what's funny? Um, everybody is nervous, right? I'm not nervous. This is I was actually more nervous. Oddly enough, I was more nervous against Milwaukee and Miami than I am right now. Hmm. I'm really calm. It feels like. It just, it just happy feels, to be there, folks. Yes, euphoric. I don't, I don't even know how else to, how else to uh, 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 describe it. I think that that this is, it's the first time we've had the finals in Boston since 2010, right? So it's, it's, it's been a while since this team has even been there, and um, it's just, it's really fun. It's really fun. I think I'm, I'm right now. I'm living in the moment with it, and I'm not like during the games. I'm not even sweating. I. I, I, I was telling someone during that third quarter in game two, I still believe that Boston can come back. I still believed it because it we saw that in game one. Like you said, going into the, into the fourth, it looked like it was possibly going to be going to be Golden State's game. And then Boston just, you know, came back and did what they did um, from the tip of, of the fourth quarter. That's kind of the, the the shift in energy I was expecting towards the end of the third quarter going into the fourth. So I was still sitting there like, oh yeah, we, we can come back and this is it's a deep, it's a deep hole they dug for themselves. But they get enough stops. They can they can hit a couple in a row and 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 then and shift the momentum back their way. And that's, that's what I thought. Um I was wrong, but I do believe that uh we're gonna see more of game one going forward than we are gonna see more of game two. That's okay. that's my prediction. I think we're going to see more of that play, that type of play, 
than we are of, of game two. And I think that's so that that's sort of sorry to interrupt. Uh, that no. sort of that sort of four sh- shot stretch right before Al Horford hit that dagger. Can you just mm-hmm. tell me, set the scene? What, 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 what how are you flipping out? Because I, I need to, I need to know this. Was the shirt off? Like, no. like how deep did no. it get? How deep did it get? <laughs> I I was quiet, man. To be completely no honest, no way. I was quiet. I I, I, when, when I was I screaming. Him, when I see I'm him, not a fan of either. Team. No, listen. When I when I see him hit the shots, I'm 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 demonstrative. Like I'm, you know, <laughs> I I I will be cussing the, the screen out sometimes. I, I I I'm yelling at points, but. Oddly enough, I didn't do a lot of that in, in game one. I was just sitting here. I'm just like, yes, do it again. Do it again. Drive into the paint. This and that. I, I literally sit there and like I'm almost like coaching. <laughs> so it's kind of annoying to, to watch a game with me sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically how it was. I was just I was more so quiet and I'm seeing these 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 shots. That's Celtics basketball that I'm looking at. So it's not foreign to me to see that. I think that's what it is. It's familiarity. I think that I think that's probably the best way I can describe it. I'm familiar with that. I'm not familiar with game two type play. Yeah. I'm not. But this group, oddly enough, just likes to take the harder road. I don't get it. I don't get it. You'll you'll see it again in in in, in this series where they're gonna be take they're gonna they're gonna be doing some dumb stuff sometimes and but we saw that with every series, even starting back with with the Brooklyn series, mm-hmm. they just they like taking it down to the wire sometimes, and and then all gas right to the official finish line. I don't like that honestly. I'd rather you know like not sit here and worry. Four minutes left in the game, I'd rather not worry. Um, but this is just how they play, and and I think this is the beginning. I told you before, I think that this is like their window is just starting to crack open. I don't even, it's not even open yet. Yep. <laughs> so they're in the finals in a moment where the, when the window is just starting to crack. So it's going to be this, this is, this is the first of many right here. And I, I, I do, I do believe they win the championship. I'm not, I'm not swaying away from that. You know, it's still one, one people are acting like this is, this is a commanding lead for either team. It's not, it's a literally, it's literally the best of five from this point on. What are we yeah. talking about here? <laughs> momentum is real, though. You know that. It, no, it, is momentum is real. Momentum is real. But you're going back to a place where it's hard to play. Yeah, man. You're going to a place where it's really difficult to play. And, and, and I think they're going to be able to play their game there. Oh, yeah. All they need you to know. do is play their game there and play it once on the road. They get the sure. championship. Between the hostile crowds and the racism, it's a tough place to play. I will, I will say that it is a tough place to play in Boston. Uh, but my question is, if if, if Boston wins, uh, you're you're dying the late green, right? Like we're like for the parade, like every we're going full out, right? I'm dying what green? They're dying the lake green again as they do. Oh Boston, yeah, right? oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you were talking about. You me. said I'm doing, huh? <laughs> hey, dying anything? I gotta work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the the guy sure. that got the the Celtics uh twenty twenty two tattoo? Yeah, how do you feel about that? I actually blamed Robert Williams's injury on him because <laughs> <laughs> he got that tattoo. I think Robert Williams got had that meniscus tear a week later. Damn. Yep. Yeah, that's hilarious. I like yeah, that. But like so that. far, so far he ain't wrong. Like 
if it, you know, Boston pulls us out, that dude's gonna be on the float for sure. I just want to say, I just hope this is. This, I'm, I'm gonna move on from this because we already beat this finals series in, into the ground. Mm-hmm. But I just have to say, my dream scenario: we get to Game Seven, right? We get yeah. To game Seven, and then the Warriors win off of a Steph game-winning shot. That's my dream scenario. Okay. And I know, I know, you're like, what the fuck, dude? That's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> and my the reason why it's my dream scenario is just the banter. I just I, I would yeah. love uh, to 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 <laughs> to not only have you talk about the roller coaster of what it's like to have your team in the finals in the game seven, but uh, for it to end like that, like, I don't know, we would have to commemorate that moment on the show somehow. I don't know how, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see how this series plays out. And I can't wait for uh, if, if Boston does win. Uh, the amount of vitriol, the amount of uh, the, the the lack of shame that Derek is going to have on this show after that is going to be amazing. And I, I'm all here for it. So, hey, man, that sign behind me is going to be some petty as hell, bro. I'm telling you <laughs> right now, that's going to be I'm going to figure I'm going to think of something real petty to put up there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun as hell. That's going to be fun hey. as hell, man. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. Ben 18, baby. Let's go. I'm, I'm not I'm not swaying. Uh, swaying. From, from I like my, that. My, there's no waiver over here, man. Hell yeah. Bill yeah. Russell smirking right now as you say that. So <laughs> we move on to the most important uh, sport, uh, JK. Uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf has yeah. removed himself from minicamp. He has not shown up to mandatory uh, practice sessions. Hey, if I was catching passes from Geno Smith, I might take off too, you know. I might take off. I might go on vacation too, you know what I'm saying? Nah, but I mean, you're expected to be there, and obviously he's upset for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I would be upset about the OnlyFans situation, not not about your football situation. You know what you're expecting coming into the season. You know your ceiling of your team. It is not very high. What the fuck do you have to be complaining about? I don't understand it. I don't either. Um, I think that. I think it's very interesting because it's not like they're going to, he's not going to be able to force himself out trade wise. Like what, what does Seattle gain from that? Right. Mm. Um, Like we saw that with Debo Samuels and where is he right now? Yeah. So I, I I don't see it working for DK uh, to, to force him to save himself out right now, especially when beginning the off season, you were talking about this being your team. You embrace yeah. the challenge of this, any other. Now that you're the leader of the team, now that Russ is gone and uh, Wagner's gone, I, 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 I don't think he has much of a leg to stand on with that. Now, I, I, it, could he get? Could he be traded? Yeah, I don't think. I don't. It's not likely though. Not in my opinion. If they didn't mm-hmm. trade him now, up until this point, I don't see them trading him at all. I agree. For what? For what? You got to get something back for him. Oh yeah, picks and and, Players. and Odell. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my play. God, no, no. I do not want to. No, no. I do not want to see Metcalf in LA, bro. That no, hell no. <laughs> I had nah. to. I had to do it because who else? I mean, who else are you willing to make a trade for? Derrick Henry. But you would need to be getting a receiver back, right? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who you trade him for. Um, speaking of the Rams, though. It seems like they turned off. Like again, what is going on with the salary cap, dude? 
What they're, the hell is going on? They're in full Madden mode right now. Full franchise mode, bro. What is going on? It's crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm happy Aaron Donald got his contract, but Jesus. I mean, hey, the Warriors did it this year, too, and, and look where they're at. So, it... Yeah, but I, I still need to know what's going on with that salary cap. That, right? this, it feels illegal, right? It, it feels this illegal. Feels, this feels like, like the league is just complicit. Mm-hmm. Just like, fuck it. Go ahead. <laughs> Look at the other way. Everything. Yeah. Ah, I don't know, man. Defending I, I, champs, too. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. This, this is going to be a very interesting season. season. Very yeah, interesting. Man. Dude, Very if they keep Odell and by come week 12, like that offense is going to be crazy, bro. I'm drafting Stafford in all my leagues. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care what nobody says. I don't care. And I'm keeping the backup on my bench just in case, too. It's that level. Like they're going to be that much ahead of the rest of the league offensively. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. Next week, I actually kind of want to talk to you about rankings per position on fantasy. I kind of want to talk to you about that. Like who Ooh. would you have going top five at each, each position that's exciting yeah we we, yeah. we should do something like that yeah i mean this, the nfl season is closer than we think so it i'm is, excited man. i can't wait to do our now. kickoff show again because last yeah. year's one was fucking fun like i want to yeah. look back at that because i'm sure there's some gems in there yeah uh, of things yeah. that we knew was coming uh so that's exciting but we got to move on uh, there was a big, big, big event in boxing this last week. So, you know, it's a big event when it gets mentioned on this show. Devin yeah. Haney versus George Cambosos. Uh, yeah. Devin Haney was able to win a unanimous decision. In my opinion, I think he only lost one round out of 12. It was that dominant. Um, everyone sort of knew coming in that he was the favorite. But I just got to say the fact that Devin Haney by decision was plus 110. And I didn't put like I, I literally posted on Twitter. I was like, I, I'm about to take out a suspect loan uh, just just to just to throw down on this number because it, it was nuts seeing that plus 110 in the way that he typically wins. Mm-hmm. And it was just dominant, man. Like, honestly, it felt like he could have gotten him out of there earlier if he wanted to. Uh, but he just played played the smart game plan like he always does and looked like a master of his craft out there. So I'm a big fan. I was a fan before. I don't know how people could watch a performance like that and A, be bored and B, have shit to say about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not on him um, to change the cadence of a fight that he's already winning. It's on the opponent. And don't get me wrong, Cambosos was trying to do just that. Yeah. Uh, it just speaks to the greatness of Haney, the fact that he had him honestly red in the face by round five from the jab just just took him apart from the outside and it was a great performance to watch if you don't like that you don't like boxing baby <laughs> um so I, I had to get that in there but uh big That's fan right. of Devin Haney and what he has to come and uh, to have an undisputed uh champion at 135 it's been this way for a very long time now so I wonder how that works I don't I'm not a, I'm not really sure about that because obviously there's four different belts is there ever a point where they just decide, okay, well, we got to fraction this off or is it just until that person retires and then it gets fractioned off? I don't know how yeah. it works, but obviously Cambosos was the un- undisputed champ coming into this with all four belts. So he's going to get a rematch, but is it a deserved one? I don't think so based on how the fight <laughs> played out, yeah. uh, but 
Awesome, awesome performance by Devin Haney. We can move on from that one. And now I'm going to put you on the spot like I always do. UFC 275 this weekend, baby. We got some big title fights, some big matchups here that you're not prepared to talk about. But I'm going to make sure (laughs) that I get your picks here on three particular matchups. The first being a rematch of a historic fight. If you ask me a fight that is on the short list for best UFC fights of all time, Joanna Janjacek versus Zhang Wiley, too. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Obviously, Joanna is coming off of a pretty substantial layoff. The last time she fought was the last time that they fought, which was about two years ago now. Um, Zhang Wiley has fought for the title twice since then, losing both times to Rose Namajunas. What are your thoughts on this hell of a matchup at 115? Uh, to be completely honest, I don't. I, I can't call it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I can't call it. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I am going to go with uh, Joanna with this one. Nice. I'm going with her on this one. Um, not that uh, Zang can't do it. I'm, I'm leaning. I'm leaning more toward Joanna with this one. I like. I, I like you. how she looked last time. Yeah. For sure, I agree with you. I thought she won that first fight. And I'm biased as hell. Let me just get this straight. Yeah. <laughs> I am biased as hell. <laughs> Joanna Janjacek is my gal, uh, my favorite uh, champion of that era. I'm a yeah. huge fan of her. So obviously I'm going to be picking her, but I think Wei Li has looked better since that fight in her last two fights. She did, um, yeah. So interested to see how this one plays out. I'm I'm leaning. I'm, we're both picking Joanna in this one. Uh, but she's a she's an underdog for a reason. I won't be surprised if she ends up losing this one. Yeah. Uh, but hey, last time she went out there, she had her head literally turned into something out of an alien movie. Uh, so <laughs> I think it's a crime that this fight is only going to be three rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm excited that we're getting a rematch, baby. So looking forward to that one. Next up, Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos, the most mm-hmm. dominant champion in the current MMA landscape. Uh, are you smelling an upset here? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know anything about Santos. You don't need to know. You don't need to know anything <laughs> so, to know it ain't uh, but happening. Valentina, I, I, I can't. No, I because I would give you a, a, a honest assessment if I thought there was a, a, an ability to upset. But nah, Valentina, um, Valentina's not losing this one from what I can tell. She's not going to lose this one. Heck yeah, I'm going to make the case because yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. I think Talia Santos is the biggest puncher that Valentina has fought since Amanda Nunes. Mm-hmm. I think that's significant, um, but it's going to require a Herculean effort out of Talia. A, going entirely, uh, what would be the proper phrase? I'm, uh, I was real close to saying some cancelable, cancelable shit right now, uh, but you know what? I'm just gonna do it. She's, she, you got to go clit to the wall and and really come out in that first round as hard as possible and really try to t- take the fight by the scruff of its neck. Because if you give Valentina the space to operate, <laughs> you are gonna fall behind. So uh, I think her chance is really going out there and trying to make it a brawl as fast as possible. And to try to put the pressure on Valentina early. But of course, um, I think Valentina is going to look dominant as always in the grappling phases of things. So Valentina Shevchenko all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm... 
He's like, I'm still, I'm still recovering. Okay, I'm still recovering. Hey, I got you a couple times this episode. I, I like it. I like it. It's only right. Next up, our championship main events in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, Yuri Prohachka, the man that I got a damn journalism degree covering in Risen, yeah. versus um, <clears throat> Glover Teixeira, the king of Connecticut. Uh, this is an awesome matchup. I just gotta say, uh, because. <laughs> because yuri's a fucking meme like let's get this straight i mm -hmm. fully like there's this is a two true outcome scenario either yuri's taking this guy's head off and showing it to the entire crowd mm -hmm. as he's getting crowned with the belt or he's gonna get taken down at some point and just get schooled on the ground and submitted uh there's no in between there's yeah. no uh there's no room for other outcomes if this is somehow a five round back and forth war uh I don't even know. I might retire from the show. Like that's how that's how convicted I am in those two things happening. Uh, but I hope we get an awesome fight. I think there's no way, like zero way. Uh, take this to the bank, it, please. If this turns out and that I'm wrong, a hundred percent, give me as much shit as you can for it. There's no way that this fight sucks. Like there's zero way this fight sucks. No matter what happens, it's gonna be all action, and I'm here for it. But I'm picking Yuri to take take Glover's head off, unfortunately. Even though I love old man Glover, don't get me wrong. One yeah. of the best feel-good stories in MMA. Uh, but I'm picking Yuri here. He's just too too good, too damn strong and uh in the prime of his career. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna go with Yuri as well. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if uh Glover was able to to pull it out. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm going Yuri I feel the exact way. same way. It could yeah. be either too much too soon or uh just the crowning moment that everyone sort of expects it to be i'm yeah. really excited for that have you ever seen the videos of yuri prohatska just screaming in the forest have you ever have you ever seen those videos no i haven't <laughs> i need i need to send them to you because it, it is it is uh a sight to behold he's a very strange guy like i just, I just gotta say that he's a very strange guy uh, yeah. But not in the not in the way most white people are. Like in in a very different way. He's a different <laughs> kind of white person, if that resonates with you at home. So, uh, really excited for this one. It, it, I think that's it, though. I think that's all I got. Is there anything else we need to add before we sign off here? I, I got nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think I was in rare form today, man. I, I think at least four times here, sure. I, brought, I brought Derek into into some shambles. So you'll yeah. see it. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> so with that being said, if you want more nonsense, make sure you check me out at Negrong MMA as well as Chris Negrong underscore. Really excited to have up another episode of the MMA Archive covering UFC 14 with my guy Dale LePen. I had a real fun time recording the show with him. Make sure you check out his stuff as well, Punch List MMA. Uh, that's an awesome episode coming out and we got another one being recorded in the hopper with my guy Arwin from Hawaii. Uh, we're going to be covering pride FC one in pride month. Wow. Isn't it amazing wow. how that played out, that worked but out we are really no longer the UFC archive, baby. This is the MMA archive for a reason because we're going through the entire history of MMA. Okay. Uh, modern MMA. That is, um, really can't wait to watch this event. I've been literally talking about this for months and you know yeah. this so yeah can't i'm so excited to watch i haven't even watched them yet uh but it's gonna be big so keep your eyes peeled for that thank you so much for all the love and support and uh make sure you follow this guy as well so yeah yeah you can follow me derek underscore ots that's d-e-r-r-i-c-k -E -R -R black way to spell it 
Um, that's also why I was kind of laughing at Derek Fisher because he spelled it the wrong way. Um, <laughs> but more so, follow uh, the brand at OTS Media Co. All social media platforms. Um, OTS Media on YouTube. OTSmediaco.com. Check out all the stuff we have going on. Different shows, uh, articles that are on the site. Uh, and and please again rate and review. Let us know what you guys think about the shows, uh, especially this show. Let us know what you guys think uh, how we're doing. If you have any ideas uh, and, uh, to help us become better, because we we know how to take you know that that those level of suggestions. So um, you don't take anything like that to heart. So if you have any suggestions on how you think that we could do uh, the show even better, please let us know. Uh, we we would love to hear from you guys. Um, and again, yeah, uh, uh, like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on YouTube. You know, let's help us uh, help us grow it out. You know, we're at three. I think we're at three forty-five now. So we're we're, we're building mm-hmm. up slowly, building up slowly, and and I love it. So, thank you guys for all the love and support that you show. Dude, I'm so thankful. I can't believe how far we've come since I've started. Like it's yeah. kind of crazy, yeah. dude. It is kind of crazy. It is. Uh, so just thankful for everybody out there. Make sure you follow the brand as always. Um, and I think that's all we got, right? We can yes, sign sir. off here with that. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, this word of advice. We'll end it on this one. Yeah. Uh, whoever, whoever, whoever that you know is the resident Clay Thompson fanboy, uh, give him some hugs. It's going to be a rough series. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Peace.